Welcome to the Warren Beast Podcast, the podcast that when it goes to the other side of the Matrix, wound up finding Neo. I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kendall. And this week we are reviewing Season 2, Episode 3, Coming of the Fusors Part 2. I almost said Part. I almost said Episode 2, but that was the last week, so I managed to catch myself. Anyway. Wait, no, <laughs> isn't the Fuse... Did you say Part 3? Well, I said Episode said- 3. Episode, episode three. three. Yeah, episode that's right. Two. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's confusing. <laughs> three, it's episode 29, <laughs> I suppose. So, yeah. Technically, it's episode 29 of the series. But, anyway. Yeah, there we go. But, yeah, interesting episode. Uh, definitely saw some changes, um, which we will get into over the course of the episode, of course. Uh, but in the meantime, what, Kendall, did we have any trivia from IMDb this week? Yes, and I totally have had it up ready. I didn't just, <laughs> I wasn't just scrambling to get it pulled up. Greg um, asked us several times if we were ready for the podcast. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. yeah. We keep I even asked if people oh. needed bathroom breaks. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's how it works. And, yeah, this You're is, supposed this. to go before we get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this episode the continues The first part Spaghetti Western references The fight between Inferno and Optimus Primal Is a clear homage But there are also one, other ones as well Which is parody some of the usual Western movie cliches And mistakes, for example Tarantulas and Waspinator are shown arriving at the battle scene Even though they already got there by the end of the last episode And Waspinator yeah. and Silverbolt Can also be seen swishing Over the Maximals two times Yeah, um, I, I, I could hop both of those Yeah, yeah I... I caught the them arriving. I I didn't I didn't know that was a Western movie cliche of having people arrive to the scene more than once. But I'm not I'm not a Western expert. I didn't know that was a cliche either. I didn't know about that. I did recognize that they showed up again. I was like, wait, they yeah. they showed up last episode. I'm confused. Yeah, and the flying overhead, like the last shot ended with them like being like well on their way to where they were going, and then yeah. It, after the commercial break, it's them flying over their head again. I'm like, oh, okay. That works, I guess. <laughs> uh, when Megatron and Inferno collide, their heads switch bodies. This is a reference yes. to the original plans uh, they had for the characters. Namely, Megatron was to die, and Inferno was to, meant to represent his second body. This, of course, never came to be, and this humorous scene is all that was left of the idea. So, I think that we read that trivia thing in the bonus episode when I was reading all the trivia. We did, yeah. Because that sounds familiar. And uh, the last piece of trivia is, when the Maximals see what kind of damage the Predacon weapons can do to a rock, their eyes pop out like classic comedic <laughs> cartoon shorts. <laughs> That's a that's, that's a piece true. of that's a piece of trivia. <laughs> like, <laughs> that seems like seems like they're stretching here. Uh, I feel like the 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 last two episodes have been a little bit more cartoony than other episodes of a series. Besides, like the low road being the most cartoony. I can think of at least one other instance in this episode where it seems really cartoony. Yeah. 
Well, it's what's yeah. interesting uh, about these last the last couple episodes is they definitely have had those cartoon ele- those cartoony elements, but mm-hmm. also like I think that the storytelling and a lot of the attention to detail uh, has made it so that that worked in a way that sometimes previously in the series when they attempted it, like the you know most notably in the ceasefire episode uh, where it yeah. just didn't work. So, I mean, it's good. It's just, um, it just it kind of makes me like think that maybe that was more the reason why uh, the Japanese version went full comedy because they had a lot more to work with in that way. Oh yeah, that yeah. very well could be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that, yeah, could that would be. make sense. So I'm gonna I'm gonna derail us for just a minute. I'm a big Uh-oh. movie fan, but I have like seen zero westerns, and I've been trying to get into like some classic movies lately because of a podcast I've been listening to. What westerns <laughs> should I like watch? Uh, any spaghetti westerns with Clint Eastwood are considered good. Um, um, Tombstone was really good. Um, yeah, I've heard Tombstone's good. Yeah, Tombstone's good. Wyatt Earp wasn't too bad. Um, Fistful of Dollars is one really good one with Clint Eastwood from back in that era. Um, I'm trying to think about the na- name of the other like, what one. Is the, other what is the ways. Citizen Kane of westerns? <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, that's a good question. Or like, I mean, there because like when I think of like crime noir type and and like other classic type movies, like like yeah, like Citizen Kane or uh, Casablanca or The Maltese Falcon or The Big Sleep or Sunset Boulevard, like come like there are some names, like some clear names that come up, and I feel like with westerns, I just am not as knowledgeable. So when I go on Netflix and it's like western, this is a there's a picture of a cowboy on it. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know whether it's going to be good or not. And I've, um, you know. Oh, geez. How come I could, didn't even think of this? Um, the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's pretty much a be-all, end-all. Yeah. Uh, Unforgiven was really good. Okay. Uh, Shane was another really good one. Actually, you probably saw a portion of Shane because you saw Logan. So you saw little bits and pieces oh, of that's Shane. Oh, that, that's what that movie was? Okay. Yeah. Um, at least I'm pretty sure that was Shane. Um, oh, Magnificent Seven. Magnificent Seven. Yeah, we talked really about that one. last time. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah that's, in reference that's to really the fact one. that it's based off of <laughs> Seven Samurai. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good one, too. Um, for a few dollars more is another really good one. Uh, 310 oh. to Yuma. True Grit. What about the. Didn't Tarantino made, make one or two? Western versus Desperado. Isn't that a, kind of a Western, or is that more just action? I think that was more action. Yeah, okay. Desperado, you're talking about the one with Antonio Banderas? Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking of. It's, it's hard to remember, because I it, didn't actually watch all of them. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't want to classify it necessarily as a Western. Okay. Um, it's certainly got like elements of it. Like It certainly pulls some from it, but I don't want to say that it's a Western, per se. Hmm. Uh, Oh, geez, of course. Um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, that's another really good one. That's okay. like a classic. Okay, okay. I think that you guys got me. I think that that'll give me some place to start. Yeah. Movies. Oh, wait, and Tarantino did do uh, Django Unchained. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. New stu- I'm not as interested in new stuff. I'm more stuff interested more in like the, the older. Okay. historically yeah. significant stuff. Because, you know, wait, I can see... Wait. Look, I can find good movies. I'm not as interested in good <laughs> movies as I am historically isn't, significant movies. Isn't Blazing Saddles technically a West Western? 
I mean, yes. it's a satire yes. of Western, but it's a Western, yeah. right? Yes. Yep. I have seen so. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yeah, Blazing Saddles is definitely considered a Western. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So yeah, there's been our Western corner for the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, My Jordan. Western is Fava Goes West. <laughs> American Dale. I like well, that I just, one because think, uh, John Cleese was the was the voice of the villain. So I, oh, that's I, right, I, he was. I, I, I haven't seen Five Goes West since my oh. childhood, but um, yeah, apparently it was very bad, like a very bad experience for him, though, which is kind of sad because he, he kind of stole a show in that, you know, with a few other things. I'm sorry, Kendall. What were you saying? I, oh, I haven't seen Five Goes West since I was a child, but I feel like um, I feel like those, like even like the the. Because it was clearly, even, I mean, it's a Western, but it's like kind of an homage to the genre, I would assume. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think you can appreciate those types of things if you, more if you, if you kind of get at least some of the references or at least get, or at least like you've seen that kind of that feel, that feel of a movie before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's why, that's why I try to be smart sometimes. <laughs> at, at one point in my childhood... That was my favorite movie. <laughs> I watched it like a million times. I love it. I remember I seen it playing it for on like years. Cartoon Network. It'd be interesting to see again. I remember I it playing on Cartoon Network like over and over and over again. So. I had the original had uh, American Tale. <laughs> yeah, I had the, I I had the VHS of, Ameri- of, I never, of an American Tale. I didn't see the first one when I was a kid, so I thought Fievel was just like this Western mouse character. And I'm like, yeah, he's <laughs> the It was almost kind of scary, the first oh, one. Oh, yeah, because it was... Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. It's Don Bluth. Everything Don Bluth yeah. is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's always this just creepy, scary, old school thing about everything he's done. Yeah. Okay, but there, so I guess we know what our next bonus episode is. <laughs> Cats in America. And the streets are paved with cheese. cheese. <laughs> nice job, guys. I'll put Kendall out of a job here soon. <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, we can all, you can have more than one singer. Everybody can <laughs> sing. It's not a competition. You it was like to... Bare Naked Ladies before they got rid of the, the first lead singer. They had two. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing about music. There aren't. You don't have to have losers in order to be winners in music. Oh, for battle of the bands. <laughs> but even then, everybody gets to perform. Everybody and you perform for each other. I mean, also battle of the bands are like you can't go into that expecting to win because it's like the the it's such a time sink and they're such a joke and they're yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean like like you have to you have to you go into a battle of the bands so that you can have a performance opportunity. If if it's a shitty battle of the bands that is literally just the other bands playing on a Sunday afternoon in an empty bar, uh, then it's not worth it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. don't go, don't play in that. But like, like my high school battle of the bands, it was like this was the gig that we could get. So yeah. and and it was and it was everybody was playing. For, you were playing for all your friends, and you know, the, you know. And yeah, you did get okay. Yeah, that's you're no, you're right. You did feel like a loser, and that's why I don't like battle of the bands. As much as other <laughs> formats, but in general, in general, I think uh, you know you don't have to. I think our society could benefit from realizing that in order to be successful, someone else doesn't necessarily have to fail. It's true. It's very, a positive way of positive. looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, getting back to the trivia. Yeah, for, for, um, for the maximals to win, the Predacons do have yeah. to fail, though. <laughs> Um, Jordan, what do we have on TF Wiki this no, week? No, the ma- Maximals could just be friends with the Predacons. 
They could make actually that's like I uh, mean the Maximals if, and Predacon should be friends. If the if there is a Maximal uh, endgame well uh, if there is a Maximal endgame, it's for it's to to make peace with the Predacons. Like Yeah, that's winning. And Predacons like lose in that case. If no, they stay they, they don't they don't lose badly, but they're like not winning either. Right? Not if not if they change what their goals are. <laughs> that's just that's just shifting the goalpost. That's just that's right. And you know what? Bad, if there's no, if it's a game that if it's, if it's a game that, that it doesn't have a goalpost, then uh, you know you can have people can win as long as yeah. everybody's happy. Because Megatron really, blew up the goalpost. Victory is <laughs> really victory is is the friends you make along the way. Aww, this has been our sappy moment. Anyway, cheesy moment. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the cheesy moment was when we were singing about cheese in the streets. That, that's also pretty cheesy, literally. There's my dad joke for the episode. So, <laughs> so my new podcast, the Pull List podcast that I'm plugging right now. It's it was the episode was an hour and a half long. I don't think we had a single joke. We were like just what? super. Like it was it was me and 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 uh, this guy David who I used to work with and and we were just like super analyzing our comic books. Like, you know, I was making the hard sell for my books. He was making the hard sell for his books. We were talking about what we liked and disliked about Batman and Logan. And, uh, like, like we were, this was, this was serious business. You know, yeah. you were throwing everything out the window right now, Kendall. You're answering questions on Facebook. <laughs> you're talking about what your stuff that you're going to plug at the start of the episodes, like cats and dogs <laughs> are getting married. Okay. So anyway. what's TF Wiki say, Jordan? Okay. <laughs> we started early tonight. It's okay. Did we? Sort I mean, okay. I mean, I we were only half an hour late day. instead of an hour late. <laughs> like every session, I mean, not every day. We don't record this every day. Is that like a new bingo square now? <laughs> it started early. I wonder if I wonder if anybody is going to make a bingo square out of this show. I would, uh, I don't I would feel honored. Uh, let's see. Get on so... that profound pants. <laughs> <laughs> See, it does mention some of the things that uh, you said, Kendall, with, you know, the characters re- uh, repairing and supposedly are supposed to be not only, like, to the Western styles, but, like, old cartoon kind of jokes and stuff. And um, But it does say funny things happen with ammunition, where Dinobot says his weapon is depleted, despite still having those ammunition bandoliers crisscrossed over his chest. Yeah. Oh, and I- the weapon... I got the sense from that moment that he was that he needed to reload, and that's why he had to ride on uh, on uh, Rat Trap. Yeah, and the weapon gets fired uh, uh, fired more times before the episode ends. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, mentions yeah, the Predacons have seemingly unlimited uh, limitless amount of ammo, uh, while the Maximals exhaust their supply. Yeah, like yeah. there's a there's a part yeah, where Rhinox um, in particular. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say Rhinox like yeah, there's a fight. <laughs> he just shows up and he runs out of ammo immediately. Yeah. yeah, he didn't have prep time. He's not like Batman. <laughs> uh, an earlier script uh, revision called for the elevator into the maximal base to be destroyed during the fight, giving Primal's more practical reason to blow a hole in the side of his own base. <laughs> oh well, maybe the big guy was in a hurry. Yeah, I just assumed that the hole was already there. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Then there's some continuity notes. Uh. Apparently, Rat Trap did not listen to what Optimus said when he asked about moving his stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, can I have your room? <laughs> but Optimus uh, didn't say no. He just sort of didn't answer it, right? Yeah, that's true. Dick move. Uh, 
then, I forgot that Brad Trap asked that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then some gadgets and powers were mentioned because the transmetal toys didn't come with separate guns. The animators had to come up with creative solutions. This episode sees most of the transmetalized characters use their weapons in one way or another, such as Cheater's hands can combine to form his beast mode head with the blast coming from emanating from his mouth. And Optimus Primal's back armor can detach and flip around and to form a kind of machine gun harness. Mm-hmm. And then there's some uh, old Transformers references, actually, too, where while Blackrock is searching through Megatron stuff, a gray model of Starscream's head is in the pile. Although it's too small to be the real thing, and uh, especially with you know how Beast Warriors or the Beast Warriors are kind of smaller than Generation One. Yeah. But it also mentions that in the pile include a model Supermarine Spitfire, a model helicopter, a number of books, the Holy Grail, three identical <laughs> spiky planets, a model rocket, a pocket watch, and a rubber ducky. So oh, now we know where that rubber ducky went. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, so now we've refound the rubber ducky. Uh, it also Although I'm kind of surprised by the Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> During one of Rhinox's trips to the Matrix, near the end of the episode, the Autobot Matrix of Leadership is seen floating. Is it? Yeah, I'm guessing it's a quick flash, though, because I'd missed that, too. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and try and find and, that. And once again, of course, uh, when uh, Rhinox says we're all our one is also kind of a reference to... Yeah. Matrix and, and G, Generation One. So, yeah. so uh, do you think you know the Holy Grail? Megatron having the Holy Grail, like this has. Do you think he's like like a Indiana Jones, like a like a treasure hunter? Because like he did steal the <laughs> steal, like he did steal the golden disc. Which I mean, although it's like sort of treated like it's like it's something like super special or whatever. Like it's it does it is very like oh. artifacty if it actually is the disc from the Voyager. You know, I could make the comparison that he's like the Nazis in the Indiana Jones series and that he's trying to gather all these artifacts to make himself more powerful. I was also going to say maybe he's just a rogue historian. Maybe he's a pirate, a space pirate. <laughs> Yar. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just like, like, it would be, it would be interesting if like he, yeah, so you think he's the Nazis, <laughs> I think he's Indiana Jones. But yeah, I was kind of thinking, I was kind of thinking that, uh, like, like, you know, I, reminiscent of the the idea that the idea that, that yeah that like it, the nazis were trying to gather these like mystical artifacts like he you know he he went and he found the holy grail but it didn't do any good for him because he's a robot yeah uh, oh god now i'm trying to think of megatron saying it belongs in a museum <laughs> <laughs> yes it belongs in a museum yes <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or you know, maybe, maybe they just, maybe the, maybe it was a, maybe it was like a subtle thing that the creators of the show were making to, uh, to make us think that the mega, that the Predacons are, are, uh, are bad guys by planting, by planting ideas that they might be associated with the Nazis, even though it's completely baseless in the, the historical record. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely defamatory. Yeah. Mm. More fake news. <laughs> so. Oh my god! So getting back to uh, there was a uh, besides there's a couple of real real world references besides the spaghetti westerns and the Tex Avery like cartoon cartoonish gag that they did with the Rock. Uh, Dinobot makes a reference to the Rat Patrol, which was a 1960s TV show about a group of Allied soldiers fighting Rommel's Africa Corps on the North African front during World War II. Oh yeah, ah, that's right. Connected back to the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> 
It all connects back to Nazis. Um, and then there's a couple of things in trivia. Uh, one of interesting note is like is one mentions that though neither admits it, it seems likely that both Tarantulas and Megatron see through Black Black Narakia's sleight of hand with the backup data tracks. Black Narakia tells Megatron that the computer was destroyed by Dinobot after telling Tarantulas that it was destroyed because it was booby trapped. (laughs) <laughs> and Tarantula says nothing to contradict this lie to Megatron, and later interrogates her when the when the chance presents itself in a later episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, Megatron likewise guesses and tries to get the strong arm the truth out of her in a in a later episode as well. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, it notes that as of the end of this episode, four of the eight members of Primal's team have spent time as Predacons, one way or another. Dinobot was originally a Predacon, but left in the first episode. Rattrap briefly defected in Double Jeopardy as part of an infiltration. Rhinox was forcibly converted and subsequently restored in Dark Designs. And Silverolt was duped into joining Megatron's Megatron's side in the previous episode. (laughs) (laughs) Tight shape around there, Optimus. (laughs) So, uh, it also seems to mention in trivia for some reason that after Maxwell's run out of ammo and the Predacons launch a full gunfire barrage... Dinobot stands up roaring at them, only to get yes. shot at the cross by Boss Venator. Yeah. <laughs> Bending over slightly and groaning from the pain. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> And then at the episode's end, Megatron activates his beast mode roller skate fall in robot mode, yes. delivering his final monologue while skating around the dark side before transforming into base mode or beast mode and backwards skating into the darkness. <laughs> it's that, was that was a weird yeah. scene. That was a weird scene. And then finally, um, there's a uh, there's a bu- there's a, a couple of things for the Japanese thing, but uh, other th- but it's mostly just you know pointing out how they changed it to make it more comedic. But they did point out uh, in a genuinely funny bit of ad libbing as Silverbolt kicks Megatron off the cliff. Megatron screams, "What is this?" Silverbolt then calls down to him, "I don't want to be a Predacon anymore." Megatron coarsely replies as he plummets, "Oh, I see." <laughs> And after Silverbolt tells tells Primal that he wants to join the Maximal, Megatron screams, How long have I been falling? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That's, that, I don't know. I don't know about that last, the last bit. Because, I mean, obviously the, obviously the, the gag is there that he's falling really a long time. I don't know about the last bit, but I like the, I like the, (laughs) I don't want to be a Predacon anymore. Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the trivia we've got from the TF Wiki. There you go. Yeah, that was quite a bit this time, actually. Mm-hmm. That was a fair amount. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Yeah, so I suppose getting on to the episode now. Um, opening up, we, we get yet another preview of <laughs> what happened last time. This is like, what, the third and like the fa- past four episodes or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, well, you know, it's a multi-parter. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. almost been like, like more so than any other part of his time in the series, it's been like an ongoing story since uh, Other Voices Part 1. Yeah. It's all been like one story. Really? That's since, different parts. Since since the, the ceasefire episode. Yeah, but I'm trying not to count that, because like... Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't count that. Yeah. They decided to make it separate. Oh no! It it ca- it counts because they because clearly uh, Dinobot learned some uh, tactics from that episode that we'll see later. Uh. <laughs> anyway, 
So yes, we we get a bit of a preview. Uh, the preview, of course, closes off with um, the big shootout that's happening. And as the episode opens, we have the Predacons and Maximals. Like they're both shooting. I didn't think that the Maximals were shooting missiles. Apparently, they were somehow. Um, but we have a bunch of missiles coming together, and they're all ex- exploding everywhere. It almost looks like fireworks, and we get Dinobot, Rattrap, and Cheetor flying away from the explosion and coincidentally landing behind a rock. Dinobot's on top of Cheetor, and then Rattrap like sort of slams into the back of Dinobot, who and what I lo- proceeds to slap him off. <laughs> what I love about that shot is that they're clearly trying to go for like a slow motion thing, yeah. but it just looks like the frame rate went down. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. It looked. I, I thought like my PS4 was stuttering when I was like, watching. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what they're going for. <laughs> yep. But so we, we get Dinobot who slaps off Rat Trap off of his back, and Rat Trap's like, "Whoa, man! Times like this, I really missed the boss monkey." And then immediately after this is where we get Cheetor who says, oh, I'll fly overhead and get the drop on him. And Dinobot immediately is like, an excellent flanking maneuver. <laughs> and then Rattrap's like, yeah, just one teensy little problem. And this is the where we get the rock scene where he tosses up the rock and we then have Which multiple hits of gunfire. Yeah. yeah. And it goes from medium size to tiny. Yeah. And then once it lands. And gets a, a bonus to its AC. It's very Christmassy gunfire. It's all red and green. Yeah, it's all red and green. It's like Star Wars colors. <laughs> so uh, this no this moment bugged D&D me joke. because I can understand I can understand <laughs> no, I, Cheetor I, I, yeah, I and Dinobot like freaking out because it's a, because it's really small. But Rat Trap was just trying to demonstrate that the rock was going to get shot a bunch, and Why he's surprised? also surprised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot in this episode that they seem to be doing for stylistic reasons than than uh, logic reasons. Yeah, actually, yeah. Now that I'm looking at it again, it's red, green, and it looks like yellow bolts. Yeah, there's some the yellow rock. in there. Yeah, but the red and green stand out because they're complementary colors, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to get a screenshot of this of their eyes because it's. It yeah. almost looks like they're shooting little tiny laser beams of their eyes. Yeah, but they only go like is... two inches. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, that, that might have effect. to be that might have to be our picture for the episode. Because <laughs> yeah, they're all like, "Oh my god!" But yeah, so yeah, they're all looking at this tiny rock, and then <laughs> then Dinobot immediately is like, "Oh well, a bot can hope, can he not?" And then Cheater's like, "Hey!" <laughs> and then this is where we get. The, the repeat of Tarantulas and uh, Waspinator showing up again. And so they both show up, and Megatron's like, ah, oh, excellent, reinforcements have arrived. And this is where I was like, but they already showed up before. Yeah, I was yep. wondering if I just remembered it wrong. I'm like, did they yeah. just get, like... Because I know we saw uh, Tarantulas' motorcycle mode, but I was like, oh, maybe it just, like, was near them. It wasn't actually there yet. But no, it's well, I suppose... No, I totally. They did totally show up. I just yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so Megatron comments that reinforcements have arrived, and he tells them all to prepare for a full attack. And this is where we get uh, Silverbolt. Oh, poor poor noble Silverbolt. And he's like, <laughs> what? And Megatron's like, yes. He's like, we have we outnumber them more than two to one. 
Yes, we have twice the firepower. Yes, we should give them a chance to surrender. Mm, no. <laughs> and then Megatron <laughs> smacks him away with his hand. Oh, I, f- I forgot to mention, the TF Wiki mentioned that uh, Silverbolt's math is a little wrong. They outnumber them two to one exactly. <laughs> well, maybe he counts himself as more than one because he's a Fusor. I, or he might be thinking about Black Arachnia. I feel mm-hmm. like Silverbolt is... Um, he doesn't know about Black Arachnia, does he? I don't think mm, he does yet. Cause... Point. I feel like Silverbolt mm. is dumb. I don't know if I don't know if um I don't know if it if this is like a regular thing. I mean, he can he demonstrates some critical thinking in this episode, but I think he's kind of dumb. I I'm, I'll I think, be it's, curious I think it's a that. trope that good is dumb is a trope. Right, really. right. Yeah, that's what I that's what I mean. Yes, kinda, yes. Evil yeah, he is he is very dumb. naive at times. <laughs> As was alluded to in Spaceballs, evil is smart and good is dumb. So <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, Greg, I'm glad you and I made the same joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he's not familiar with um black racking it yet, but I'm sure he will be. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure. <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, we we get Megatron who basically scolds uh Silverbolt uh telling him to to never question his orders again um or I will tear you limb from mismatched limb. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, I wish the enemy destroyed quickly and without mercy. And then he looks around and he's like, Would anyone else like to object? And then Well, two of them are obviously not going to object, but then No. But then Quick Strike's like, Well, and then Megatron grabs him by the throat. He's like, Yes. He's like, Does it have to be quick? He's like, (laughs) What once we cripple him? I'd kind of like to enjoy their suffering for a while. Megatron's like, he's like, I like how you think, but business before pleasure. I like that line. (laughs) It was a good line. But yeah, so from here, um, he tells them to spread out and to keep them pinned down. And from here, we then cut to the Axelon and we've got Rhinox still in his uh well first we see the um the blank uh stasis pod or rather the stasis pod that we had last episode that was a blank uh protoform with no spark in it and we have a cord that's sort of glowing from the pod to the the machine that rhinox is hooked up to and then we sort of fade out to the outside of the base and we've got this sort of purpley energy stream floating up into the sky uh, and then it sort of transitions into, uh, I don't know how to explain it exactly. It follows the uh, the wires and up into the sky, I guess. Wait, I forget. Yeah. I forget the transition as well. No. Yeah. <laughs> about it. it just sort of cuts to, we see Rhinox's head flying through space. this, yeah, this yeah. Space, trippy sort of space scene. <laughs> He's easy. It's, it, it, there's, there's two... Um, there's two grids that are kind of like per- per- perpendicular above and below him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, oh. he's going through them with this, like, just his head. His head is flying through. There's like this purple uh, energy behind him. It's, it's like, like grids, but they're like not quite grids. Yeah, they kind of like grid ish. It's, like, it's like a trapper keeper in the knives that would say cyber on it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, think that, you think that that was like the upgrade from the, from the Tigatron? Uh, scene he's inside the computer 
I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, this looks a bit better than what like when Tigatron was hacking. Like that was the that was the um that was the N64 game when Tigatron was just the PS1 game. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, so we get uh, Rhinox's head uh, flying through this sort of grid thing, and then we cut back to the fight, and we've got Tarantulas who. It almost looked like he was cowering at first, but he sort of flings his arms wide open and he shoots out these missiles. Like his shoulders, I guess, have missile launchers now. So cool. I love that. Um, But yeah, he launches like four missiles and then he is communicating with Black Arachnia telepathically. And she's going through, I guess, Megatron's closet or like a storage compartment. Yeah. Oh, I do see the star scream head now. It's all yeah. gray. Yep. Yeah. And there's like a little, there's like a big pocket one. Oh, there's the Holy Grail. Oh. <laughs> I thought that it was I mean, there like, all it's, along. It's a gold, like, cup. It's like a gold I mean, it's not, chalice. Yeah, sort of thing, it's yeah. not necessarily the Holy Grail. Yeah. I I do do enjoy, enjoy that they uh, marked it like that, though, in the TF yeah. wiki. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um. But yeah, she's going through looking for things and she she comments about how she's like, well, you haven't even told me what I'm supposed to be looking for. And then uh, Tarantulas says, the golden discs. She's like, well, Dinobot already took them. He's like, no, but there should be backups on his on Megatron's files. So she um, clues in and sees his, his uh, personal computer and starts heading over towards it. Um, but it's already it was damaged by Dinobot when he first took the discs too. Um, so the door like sort of drops open. The computer's a bit damaged, but and sparks a bit. But she seems to be you know looking it over, and then Tarantulas keeps telling her or asking her what she's found. Um, we cut back to the fight, and Megatron is asking, "What? Who is that spider talking to?" He's like, "I'm not detecting any radio transmissions." So I'm guessing Megatron sort of thinks that Tarantulas is maybe talking to himself, you know, maybe he's a bit crazy, which, you know, I wouldn't he's definitely suspicious him. of him. I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, he's like, I think he's more like, what's he up to? Like, what's he got planned? Yeah. yeah. What's, what's he doing now? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so they're continuing to fight and we, we've got, uh, Silverbolt who's like, these Maximals are, are fools. He's like, um, We've flanked their position. They should retreat, but still they fight. And then Megatron happens to make mention that the Maximals are many things, but fools they are not. not. And he manages, apparently he's got some new vision now. Uh, he's got binocular vision. Yeah, and he notices the, the energy stream. Yeah, But he notices the, the big purple energy stream that's going up from their base into the sky. And so he orders uh, Waspinator and Silverbolt to take to the air and fly around to, to head to the base. And so they both transform and they start flying. And uh, Cheetah's like, oh, they're, they're trying to make their way to the base. And uh, Dinobot's like, Megatron has deduced our strategy such as it was. And Rattrap, of course, is like, well, now we got to make a new one pronto because if these two make it to the base before we do, Rhinox is one dead battery. I liked then, that. I liked one dead battery. Yeah. <laughs> and it was weird because this is where we would have had a uh, commercial break. And as Silverbolt and Waspinator are flying, we get like a lightning strike. 
even though there isn't a cloud in the sky. So, I guess it was lightning strike for dramatic effect. <laughs> Ion storm yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but so, well, I can kind well, of see a few clouds. Yeah. Not not that they are the kind that you would expect the lightning bolt to come from. Mm. Yeah, it's a little weird. But so when we come back, we we are now zooming in on the maximal base again. The computers made mention that uh, Rhinox's core consciousness is fading, and we still see him in the machine. He's got these like the the purpley energy. It looks. I don't know. You you never really get to focus on it. It almost looks like purple particles rising up from the machine, per se, I guess. Um, and then we then cut to Rhinox's flying head in the little grid thing again. And he makes mention of... Uh, what does he say? He's like, it's time's running out, but it's got to be here in the other side of the Matrix. And so he sort of flying through and we get a bit of a flash and then we cut back oh yes i see the matrix now <laughs> i don't know how i missed that before um i need to see this I need to catch this shit yeah it's sort of like off to the right because right after the end oh i see it yeah yeah it's on, it's on the blue yeah <laughs> um but yeah once we get the flash we we then get that repeat of the flying scene we see waspinator and silverbolt sort of buzz over rat trap uh, Cheetor and Dinobot again. And uh, yeah. Cheetor's like, we got to stop him from reaching the base. And Rattrap's like, that's your department, Skycat. So apparently Cheetor is now Skycat. <laughs> I think it would have been, I think that would have been funny if that had a stuck. It's like, it's like when Bumblebee became Goldbug. Yeah. Did any of you see the, the rude awakening of Optimus Prime? Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't oh Optimus, I kind of like. Oh, you got to see that. That's pretty good. Is it on YouTube? I'll, I'll look what it up is, later. What is it? It's on YouTube. The Rude Awakening of Optimus Prime. Okay. And what is it? Uh, it's like a spoof of the episode where Optimus Prime is brought back. Um, it's sort of like the Team Four Star stuff. It's like a, a redub. Yeah, it's, it's an overdub. Of like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's like, he, uh, what does he... Re- um, he renames Cup to Shit Piece. <laughs> <laughs> he's like... <laughs> yeah, because Cup sort of makes, a, makes some sort of a joke that he he feels like a piece of shit. He's like, well, that's what you'll be from now on. Shit piece. <laughs> no, I think I have seen that now that I'm thinking yeah. about it. And um, Bumblebee's like, I feel like a gold butt. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because Optimus... Cause Bumblebee says, I feel like a gold bug. He's like, and that's what you'll be, Bumblebee. Gold bug. <laughs> I think he says like I, I can still just be called Bumblebee, and he goes like, "Nope, you're Goldbug." He's like, yeah, "Quiet, Goldbug." He's like, well, "Shutting up now, Optimus." And then, yes, and then Cup is like, uh, "Don't take, don't take offense to it, kid." But he's like, "Right now, I feel feel like a piece of shit," and that's when he says, "And that's what you'll be, Cup shit piece." So, so yeah, it was pretty good. And there's actually a second part. Where it it has uh, where they use Beast Wars, <laughs> it's pretty good too. Um, actually, they use some Beast Wars, and I think they use a little bit of animated as well for yeah. it. So, so if you guys get the chance to take a look, it's pretty good. But yeah, getting back to the episode, we um, uh, Rat Trap's like, well, you got to take to the sky, and 
And uh, he's like, fire up and we'll be right behind you. And then Dinobot makes mention that his weapon's depleted. And Cheetor's like, and I need a running start. He's, and Ratchet's like, criminy, the parry, I gotta do everything. Doesn't, he doesn't so, need a running start either. He's, he's like, he, the first yeah. time he ever flew, he was standing still in, like, yeah. the, in the ship. Like, which, I, yeah. which, I think uh, maybe he meant he needs a running start to actually know what he's doing. Oh, Ratchet sort of demonstrated oh. that when he just kicks him or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. Rat Trap, literally what happens now is Rat Trap spins Cheetor around and then literally kicks him in the ass to launch him into the air. Um, from there, uh, Cheetor transforms and then starts flying away. And Rat Trap then transforms into his uh, hot, rod, hot rod mode <laughs> and tells I think, Dino. I think uh, Eric said it was Roadie. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, the Roadie yeah, mode. Brody. Yeah, and uh, Rattrap, but Rattrap's like, hop on, and we get the most disgusted look from Dinobot. Yeah. He literally <laughs> shudders as he looks at Rattrap. Just the idea of having to ride him. I know we mentioned it in trivia, but it is really ridiculous how Dinobot's like, I'm out of ammo while wearing bandoliers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I got the sense that he he meant like, yeah, he meant that he's out of, like, his, his gun's out of ammo, and so it's going to take him a minute to reload. Yeah, yeah that's, that's probably true. what it was. Makes sense, because we we do see that he shoot he shoots the gun later, so obviously he had a chance to, to replenish his ammo somehow. Yeah, and I think even, um, even in, a, in a second when he's riding Rat Trap, he kind of looks like he's finishing uploading it. I I might be, I mean, I might be stretching that. Well, I, no, I think, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I know what you mean. Okay. We are almost there anyway. Um, but from here, we, we've cut to, to Waspinator and Silverbolt, who are flying towards the base. Um, Waspinator is saying, Waspinator is in command. Waspinator will lead. And then Silverbolt, you know, not trying to cause a fuss or anything, he's like, well, since you're one, the one who knows the way, go ahead and lead on. And then apparently Waspinator takes offense <laughs> to this, thinking that he's trying to tell them what to do. It's almost like a who's on first sort of thing, because well, Silverbolt's then like, okay, you're, you're in command. He's like, what is your command? And then Waspinator's like, Doggy Bot will follow Waspinator, and Waspinator will lead. <laughs> See, when, when, when Waspinator stopped, what I thought his reaction was going to be was would be like, wait, you're, you're okay with me leading? <laughs> that would have been good, too. Because I really good. Because all the other Predacons kind of seem as a joke. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, when with uh, Silverbolt's flying animation, it's, it just looks a little strange because his like wings are like connected to his shoulders, but like where it's connected is moving up his shoulder and back yeah. down every time he flaps, and it looks really weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they quite had that uh, unlocked yet. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. Um. From here, um, as they start flying away, uh, Cheetor, uh, I'm trying to remember if he, yeah, he's flying by and Silverbolt notices him. And then he manages to take out Waspinator, who sort of crashes down in like a spiraling, smoky sort of crash. Um, and Silverbolt manages to like use air brakes or something to stop himself <laughs> in the yeah. air. It's and then, like, has this, like, screeching sound as he yeah. does so. <laughs> yeah, it's very Looney Tune-ish. Um, and then Cheetor growls and starts to fly away. And then Silverbolt has, like, this 
goofy dog about to chase a cat look. Yeah. <laughs> and then he shrugs his shoulders and chases him. Yeah. <laughs> Very strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, we then cut to the Dinobot who looks like not pleased at all. He's sort of hopping up and down as, as he's riding Rat Trap. Um, eventually they stop and Dinobot's like shudders again. And this is where he thinks, says to think that a warrior must become a rat patrol. And then he, he pulls out his gun again and he sort of got the gun between his legs on top of rat traps back and rat trap starts driving away again. Um, and he makes mention that, that, you know, that, uh, Dinobot handles the, f- he refers to it as a fire hose. Which I find a little weird given the placement of the gun. So oh God. Yeah. He's like, you handle that fire hose, and it's a big gun between Dinobot's legs. <laughs> I didn't even think of <laughs> so that. So this is two episodes in a row that Rat Traps made a dick joke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a little out there. See see how many see how 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 long the streak can go. Yeah. But uh yeah, so so they start driving away. Um, and so Megatron notes that they're all, that they're running away and he orders everyone to advance. Uh, Tarantulas, uh, uses his psychic abilities again to let Black Arachnia sort of stay on top of what's going on. He tells her that they're moving and he asks if she's found anything of importance yet. Um, she makes mention that most of the records were scrambled, um, but that there might be some earlier stuff. And just as she starts to look, he's trying to... Tarantulas is trying to take over her mind so he can see what she's doing and like trying to insist that he sees what it is. Um, and she's sort of fighting him off, uh, or at least trying to. <laughs> and so while he's distracted, uh, Rat Trap and Dinobot are coming back around and they start shooting at him. And so they're exchanging fire. Dinobot doesn't hit Tarantulas initially, but he does. Uh, then hit a rock right above him and causes the rock to roll down this sort of little slope and crush tarantulas. Well, not so much crush. I'm like Which, a pancake, I guess. This is definitely the uh, this is definitely the the bit fr- pulled straight from the ceasefire episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah Except he's in trans- a transmetal body. Yeah, it's yeah. less annoying because like yeah. it's just. <laughs> Just right, right. fighting rather than yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's right. You know, it's just, they, they just wanted to make sure that you didn't forget. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget the giant rock. Never forget the yeah. worst episode of Beast Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so once Tarantulas is taken out, um, Black Arachnia is like Tarantulas, Tarantulas, and she's looking around as if she's expecting to see him. And she's like, ah, he's like, well, free for a second anyway. And so she immediately goes to the computer and has the computer download and triple encrypt uh, the data tracks that are on it. And so we get this beam that shoots from the computer directly into her eyes. And we sort of see like binary code streaming from her eyes uh, as it does this. Um from here, we then cut back to sort of the battle. We've got Inferno and Megatron firing on Rattrap and Dinobot. Uh, they're both in the air, and of course, Rattrap's trying to, to drive and stay, well, 
there's no real road to speak of, so he's just trying to stay upright, I guess you could say. Um, from here, this is the, the part, Kendall, that you were talking about, uh, because Inferno and Megatron are both sort of distracted trying to shoot at them, and Dinobot manages to shoot uh, Inferno and hits his little rotor on his uh, on his jet butt there. And so they both crash into each other, and we get this Looney Tunes moment where they're hanging in the air for a moment, and then they start to fall, Rattrap turns, and then as they both land, uh, somehow their heads have managed to swap places. <laughs> so Inferno's head is on Megatron's body and vice versa, and Inferno is rather amused because he starts laughing, <laughs> and Megatron looks disgusted and then slaps Inferno's head. He decks him in the face. Isn't this yeah. slap? But yeah, it uh, it was a funny scene, but it was a little weird. So again, again, there's a lot more slapstick and like cartooniness, like the screeching yeah. in the air, the, the dumb dog face, the eyes coming out, and then this scene. Like it's it's a little bit sillier than other uh, yeah. Beast Wars episodes, which is I yeah. mean it's fine. It's still really good. Yeah. Um. Uh. I was going to say this shows that Megatron can fly while being in robot mode too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because he literally transforms. Too bad he forgets that later air. in the episode. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we we come back to Tarantulas now, who he's managing to so. I, I guess we can't count this as a death, can we? Because he's managing to get himself out from under this rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's crawling out from under this rock, and he's trying to, to communicate with Lakarachne, asking what she's found. And he says, answer me, witch! Um, which, you know, I don't know. Why would you think she was a witch? It's not like she's turned anyone into a nude or anything, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not well, very nice of him to call her names. Yeah. Not very nice at all, and we, we all know what he's what he wants to call her, not for the censors, and it's just not. It's just really rude. <laughs> mm. Um. So we cut to her, and the computer is now totaled. Um. And she says the data tracks were booby trapped. I'm afraid it's completely destroyed. Shame. And so as she says this, she's hiding her gun behind her. Obviously, he can't see. And I don't like her body language is like sweet and innocent while she's holding the gun behind her. And then we get tarantulas who's sort of like, ah! <laughs> she just likes to, you know, she likes to role play it, I guess. She's there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Um, from here, we then cut back to Cheetor, who's sort of leading Silverbolt around. Um, they've gotten close to the base, so Cheetor is able to tell. Uh, Sentinel to stand down and then arm the auto guns. It targets Silverbolt and then shoots off a few shots. And just as Silverbolt's transforming, he gets hit. And so he crashes into the ground. He's like, Silverbolt! <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just as he opens his eyes, we've got Cheetor, who's got like his little sort of tail whip thing with a spike on the end of it held up to Silverbolt's neck. And then we get Rattrap and Dinobot show up at the scene. <laughs> and it's funny because Rattrap, I don't know if he like hits a rock or a crack or something, and he manages to launch Dinobot into the air, and he himself flips, and they he transforms, and they both manage to land on their feet right beside Cheetor and Silverbolt. Um, we then get um, Rattrap is like, hey, so he... 
instead of Sky Cat, he now calls him Cloud Kitty. (laughs) (laughs) And Rat Trap says, we would have been here sooner if Dinobot wasn't such a porker. (laughs) And he he motions to it with thumb. Yeah, and Dinobot like looks at him like he's pissed off for a minute. And he's like, and then Dinobot says, "The vilest ride of my life." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> then Silverbolt says, "So get on with it, destroy me." And so Dinobot pulls out his sword and is about to stab him, and then Rattrap and Cheetor both stop and are like, "Nah." And uh, Cheetor then says, "It's not what Optimus would have done." And then we get Dinobot, who says, maximal sentiment. It's like, I must have been defective to defect. Not that line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Radtrap uh, tells him to get uh, Bowser Boy to the CR chamber for repairs, and that he'll check on Rhinox. And so, just as they I enter the base... I don't understand what's, what's, why he calls... why he, what he has to do with the boss from the Super Mario games. <laughs> <laughs> Bow wow? I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Oh, See, so he's he the he's the he's a he's a uh, a late '90s rapper who was very young, who was a 13 year old at the time. Okay, exactly. Uh-huh. Not little. No, he's not little. He's Lil. Got to be the a very important rapper because he's from Columbus, Ohio. Does that West. make him oh. important? Yes, because I live in Columbus, oh, okay. Ohio. Yeah. Uh. I suppose it's important to you then, because he's from Columbus. I don't know if you if you if I would really classify Lil Bow Wow as an important part of the musical community, but you'd be wrong, Greg. Yeah, I guess. Maybe I'm just not hip and with it like I used to be. Yeah, you're you're hip with the kids. Yeah, I used to know what it was, and then it changed. You're like you're like that dad (laughs) who's trying to be cool with the kids. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. But anyway, getting back to the episode. Um, we get like this sort of uh, flash in the base and this like surge of energy and it sort of radiates out. And while Dinobot puts Silverbolt into the CR chamber, uh, we get Rattrap who's checking on the machine. Uh, somehow he's able to tell that Rhinox is back now. Because um, he starts like knocking at the machine and is not telling him that anything's wrong, and so eventually he's able to to get Rhinox out of it. And Rhinox is like, "Oh, I'm I'm back." He's like, and Ratchet's like, "Well, the machine said so, but you had me worried for a second. He's like, "Where'd you go anyway?" And then Rhinox is like, "Where all are one." Yeah. And then Ratchet's like, "Oh well." Oh, he's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> And Ryan's like, I'll explain later. He's like, let's just hope my trans... I want to quote this. My trans-ion trail lasts long enough. So, alluding to something. Um, Just as he says that, though, we get the the base shaken up. And Cheetor reports that it's a full-scale pred attack. And that the shields are failing. And, of course, Rattrap immediately goes, oh, great, we're all going to die. And Rhinox, still a little... Maybe a little weird from the experience. He's like, it happens. (laughs) It happens. (laughs) He's like, but miracles happen too. And so he picks up his guns and he says, let's go. Um, So we then cut outside to the Predacons 
and Megatron orders them all to open fire. And this is where we would have gotten a second commercial break because we get a cutscene of all the missiles heading towards the screen. And we get almost looks like a popcorn kernel. It's like a missile the shape of like a popcorn kernel or something. Yeah. Um, it, it stops on that and then we cut the black and then when we get back, we get a sort of a repeat of the scene only it's sort of zoomed in on the Predacons as they shoot their missiles. They all make contact with the shield. Um, we've got the Maximals who are sort of hiding behind, uh, another few rocks inside the shields and, uh, Sentinel reports that the, the shields are about to go down. Uh, I think he says like 18 millicycles or something like that. And so we get another of those slow motion scenes where it looked, where I thought that, that things are starting to chug down, but it, I guess it was on purpose. Um, <laughs> we get Rhinox and Cheetor who are both sort of like slack jawed looking at each other for a moment. Um, from here, we then cut inside the base and we see this sort of glowing bit of energy hitting the machine that Rhinox was attached to. And then it flows along the cords that we saw earlier. And it goes into the, the pod with the blank protoform. And then the door immediately springs open. Um, from here, we then cut back outside. And we've got uh, the Predacons all firing at the shields. Uh, then we cut back inside and we see this form like this shadowy form with a few flashes of light. We don't, we, we sort of get some glimpses. We don't know exactly who it is, uh, but whoever it is, uh, it stands in front of the CR chamber and opens it and Silverbolt uh, sort of shakes his head a bit. And then he has, a, he has eyes wide and his jaw drops, as, <laughs> even though he's never met Optimus before. So we know he has spoilers. No it's Optimus. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's in, the idea is that he looks cool and is intimidating. I suppose he is, so. he is pretty big. Like, he's much larger than he was before. Yeah, <laughs> he gets even bigger. Like next form change he has. But, um, the uh, price like, of his toy went up. Uh, yeah. The last episode, um, it shows them getting this like blank protoform, and I didn't even think about it at all when we were watching it. When I was watching it on my own, and then when we, while we were doing the episode, I was like, oh, that's what that that's totally going to be this, and then. It totally was that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, why is there a blank, 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 blank protoform? Like, what's the point of that? Like, ah, uh, but now, now it all comes together. <laughs> Foreshadowing. The circle is complete. Chekhov's, Chekhov's protoform. <laughs> <laughs> You're gunning for another episode title, aren't you? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so from here, we, we cut back. Outside, uh, the Predacons uh, shoot another round of blasts at the shields. And Burble would still be a good title sometime. <laughs> How much no explanation. Spell that, Jordan? Oh, it was spelled out in, on the thing. It's F O L G E N B L U R B L E L E. Okay. <laughs> you didn't we'll expect see. to actually know how to spell it, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I that I, I pause and then just okay. <laughs> Jordan comes uh, prepared. What <laughs> exactly? I was hoping you said schling. <laughs> anyway, um, so we hit the Predacons who who shoot at the shield once again. The shield. Uh, literally collapses. It like shatters. 
Yeah, it almost looks like glass. Yeah. Or like um, sometimes you might see videos of um, on YouTube of like maybe like a roof full of ice and all the ice is falling off. Uh, it almost looks sort of like that. It's just sort of all cascading off the ship and crashing onto the ground and shattering. Yeah, which is a um, cool effect. I thought I was like, that's not how that's not how shields look when they collapse. And I was like, oh wait, shields aren't a real like they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but if so they, they did exist, they <laughs> but if they did exist, it could be like this. Shields exist, just energy shields don't yeah. exist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's Maybe. what I meant. I'm tired. Unless someone's hiding things from us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be. I took Never a three-hour nap this afternoon, but man, this is this is waking up early is early. Do you guys have daylight savings time in Canada? Yes, yeah. we do. Okay. Yeah, I lost an hour of sleep yesterday. Not everywhere in Canada, but we we do. Yeah, yeah, just. Um, I want to say, I think it's Saskatchewan and Manitoba they do. Saskatchewan, definitely. I'm not sure yeah. what. Probably. You're probably. It might be like just part of Manitoba. They're like Indiana and Arizona. Yeah. 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 I sprung forward, lost an hour, never getting that one back until yeah. Yeah, the fall, I guess. The fall. <laughs> it's just, man, it's dumb. I always think it's the greatest thing in the world in the fall and the dumbest thing in the world. When I was a kid, I was like, they should just always, they should just always fall back. Who cares if, like, during part of the year, then we're sleeping during the day? <laughs> <laughs> just give us, just give us an extra hour every month. Yeah, then we could be like, well, I'm a vampire. <laughs> anyway, my other bad joke for the show. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let me have it. I didn't have many no, last episodes. It's fine. <laughs> It's okay. We're staying on the rails pretty well this episode, so yeah. Um, so, so once the shield's down, uh, Ryan's like, "It's just us and the Preds now." Um, and Cheater's like, "You know my vote," and so he he immediately starts shooting at them. Um, it, I'm trying to think. Yeah, everybody starts shooting Dinobot, Rattrap, Rhinox. Um, Rattrap and Dinobot get like four shots, and then their guns run out of ammo. And then, ridiculous. and then Rhinox's gun runs out of ammo. Yeah. Um, and Megatron's like, Protocons attack! Well, they've it's, been... They, I mean, I mean, to be fair, they've been fighting all night. Like, the idea... Like, it, the sun went down at the end of last no, episode. No, I mean, the Rhinox, though, is just fucking ridiculous. Like, he just yeah. showed up. <laughs> oh, well, you know. I mean, he usually... He doesn't usually shoot his gun for very long. Like, usually he just shows up and, and shoots oh, his gun he, for a minute. he's gone like a few... He's gone for like a... Uh, a while back, where he just like he's just like like uh, wailing on something. Like that time he like just wrecks Waspinator. Or like I think there's a part um, when Scorp uh, Starscream like takes over the the, um, the Maximals and forces them to attack the Predacons. Well, there's a there's part also... where he's just firing on them for a while. Yeah, I don't know. Well, remember the episode where he gets the like the Energon disruption virus, like the one yeah. that that energy or discharge virus or whatever. What, at the, the start of that. Yeah. He he at the start of that episode when he's shooting his gun, he winds up he literally buries his feet in shell casings. Yeah. Because yeah. of how much he's shooting. Like he's shooting so much at the Predacons while Rat Trap and Dinobot are arguing that he buries his feet in the casings uh, that he from the bullets that he's shooting. Yeah. Um alternatively alternatively there could be a time jump somewhere. Or 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 is it like literally he they get out there and they start shooting and then they there's no cuts, yeah. and then they run out. 
Yeah. Pretty much it. Yeah. Well, what? I don't care. <laughs> I'm tired. I liked this episode. Stop complaining about it. It is a good episode. Just, oh, yeah. It's, it's a good job. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, only <laughs> I'm allowed to complain. We don't have much. We don't have much time left in the episode, and we're almost done. Oh yeah. And then it'll be questions. What? You know. Oh, I see how it is, Kendall. You were trying to answer the questions ahead of time so that we wouldn't take as long. <laughs> You're like, I took care of the questions on Facebook no, already. The problem, is, the problem is that I went with the decaf tea tonight because I was like, okay, well, I got like three I took like a three-hour nap, but apparently that was not enough hours. I should have, uh, I should have gone with the caffeinated tea. <laughs> oh, well. You'll know for next time. Anyway, so we 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 get all the Predacons shooting at the Maximals. Uh, they pretty much take out their cover. And Rat Trap and we get a cute scene between Rat Trap and Rhinox who look at each other once the cover is blown, and they're both sort of like jaws agape. And then I they also get really this part where Dinobot, like after they they first get like shot from a bunch of shit, uh, Dinobot oh, yeah. back up for a second of his sword and goes like ah, and then he gets like shot in the gut. He's like. Argh! And just yeah, over. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a funny scene because yeah, he's he's holding up his sword, he's like, and then immediately goes once he gets shot. Um, <laughs> so from here we sort of do a fade uh, into sunrise, and then we see Rhinox who now has this gaping hole in his chest. That's huge. It goes all yeah. the way through. Yeah. Um, and he says, here comes the dawn. Um, and Dinobot's like, and our doom. And as he holds up his sword arm, uh, his arm literally falls off. <laughs> he sort of looks at everybody else who's just sort of like, uh, yeah, we're boned. Um, so we get a pretty cool sort of silhouette of the Predacons in front of the sun as it's rising. And Megatron's like, move out, Predacons. We've waited a long time for this. Yes. You know, it just occurred to me, it's been really bright out all night. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, we don't want to street lights. I don't want it looking too dark. Like, lighting effects would have been hard to do at the time. And, like, you want to be able to see what's happening. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. yeah, but yeah, like, very much didn't. Like, if this was supposed to happen at night, like, it didn't really look like it was happening at night. Yeah, that's true enough. It almost looks like early evening sort of thing, like yeah. right after sunset. Not like um, not like the wee uh, hours of the morn where the sun's going to come up a few hours kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, but so we get this sort of homage to the Western as um, all the Predacons sort of ready their weapons and start marching towards the Maximals. <laughs> all we needed was the sound of spurs. But yeah. we don't we don't get spurs, but we do get sounds from like their weapons. Like Waspinator plugs one of his uh, his bolts into his gun. Uh, Tarantulas spins his new gun. Tarantulas has a new gun, and it has like sort of a a disc that shoots out these energy blasts. Uh, so he spins that. Uh, Inferno readies his guns. Quickstrike doesn't really do much because his hand's a gun, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they sort of march in, and uh, so the Predacons are like pretty much right in front of the Maximals. And uh, Dinobot then says, "At least we go with honor." Um, 
And Megatron's like, finish it. And just as they're about to shoot, we get an explosion. A big dramatic explosion happens. And um, everybody gasps as they're looking at whatever it is that caused it. And lo and behold, we get our new Transmetal Optimus Prime. Dun, um, dun, dun. Who, who immediately says, well, that's just Prime. <laughs> um. And Cheetor's like, Big Bot? Rhinox is like, Yes, it worked. And Megatron is like, Primal, destroy him. And so, um, speaking of shields earlier, Optimus yeah. picked up one of the shields. And so, all the Predacons managed to shoot and hit nothing but the shield, which apparently can't be damaged by the new weapons. Um, and he tosses it aside and is immediately like, my turn and then this is where we get the cool scene of this sort of armor that's on his back uh yeah he, he sort of pulls it in front of him and it becomes like a, a turret like almost yeah, like a machine gun turret mobile turret that he's got on his back now it's crazy yeah, yeah. he immediately starts shooting um i think he manages to no he doesn't really hit waspinator waspinator sort of flies off i think um but he manages to, to chase them all off. And once he does that, he, he then transforms into... Into the uh, this, Surfer. Yeah, his alt mode is this blue monkey on a surfboard with a it's jet coming out of so the back ridiculous. of it. so ridiculous. It's a hoverboard. It's, yeah. It does not it's look so silly. very cool. <laughs> it's it's what, different. What's the candle? I said it does not look very cool. Like, it is the... It is. No. He is the worst. Like, I mean, ugh, man, him and so so him and Megatron are the two. Like, I really like the original versions, and I don't really like the Transmetal versions. Megatron, I'm starting to get used to, so I'm hoping maybe that I'll get used to it. But I guess he doesn't have this form for very long, right? Because he gets a new form in the next season, right? Yeah. So we're already a quarter of the way through. So he only has this form for like ten episodes. Okay. <laughs> I can handle that. Megatron's, and there will I feel be like, a joke I, I, about that. Megatron's is easier for to swallow for me because it it, it it doesn't look that much different than the other version. Like in terms, of, in his robot mode, his, his his face is pretty much the same shape and coloring. The colorization is much the same, like all purple and stuff. His, well, Optimus looks like completely different. Yeah, the only thing that looks yeah. similar is like, his like helmet design. But even yeah. his face, like yeah, he's got he's got no mask now. He's got these these sharp jagged teeth and. He's so bright, like his 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 uh, gorilla form doesn't have a lot of color balance. Where like it's all blue, and then these silver yeah. arms and legs, like it's yeah. not although, a very attractive. Design. Although I am willing to give uh, give it a couple of episodes because I feel like the first transmetal episodes, the like the specific coloring and the details of the um, especially the beast modes was a little bit more. Uh, like an off sort of in a similar way. Like, I think this is <laughs> Optimus's problems are bigger, but, uh, but it's, it's, it's more, but they, they may tweak it. A, I, they may tweak it in the next couple episodes to make it a little more palatable, but just the man, like he's definitely the most nineties of all the trans metals. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, it's just you just can like definitely big say blue that. Blob. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> To, to try and describe it to somebody who hasn't seen it is like they took it's almost like they took the head out of his original beast mode took away a bunch of the hair 
and stuck it onto a silver robotic body and decided to make it like a metallic blue and gave him sort of opaque eyes. Um, he almost looks like Robocop in a sense to me. Like he looks very bulky. Very, very He's bulky. He's very bulky. He's much bigger um, in this one, like I said before. Yeah. Um, um, and and and, like, and the blue is like it's all one blue, like one color yeah. shade of blue, and it's like his entire gorilla body, like the entire midsection is all this bright, glaring blue with no definition, and it just looks yeah. like a mess. No, like, just uh, and I I don't know. If we, so did he just switch directly into his alt form, or does he just always have that surfboard when he's in beast mode? Uh, he he can walk when he's in the beast mode. Doesn't have um, to like bottle with the surfboard. Yeah, no, he has. Splits, he, everybody's got three Yeah, it splits yeah. in half and and kind of like yeah, and sort of like, like shorts in behind his feet, shin pads or or yeah. oh, behind his feet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. In his beast mode, they're behind his feet. Um, and essentially, what happens is he can like jump up and activate them, and they sort of come from behind his feet and hook together and become the surfboard. But the rest of the time, he can what he can walk normally. It just looks really weird. Looks very, um, very blocky almost. But uh, but yeah, he like he doesn't have to to waddle with the board necessarily. No. <laughs> um, we so we get him flying off. Uh, Megatron uh, makes comment that that Optimus no longer has the uh, the advantage with flight, and he immediately transforms and starts chasing after. Um, Optimus then transforms back into his robot mode and is looking around. And in his robot mode, like his chest, like his body color is different. He almost looks kind of leathery in a he, sense. He's, he's got a sunburst orange chest that like bleeds out into this gradient into a more like a, a brownish uh, maroon. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. maroon coloring. But it looks very like a very very flexible. It looks like, better uh, than the than the just the straight up blue that the gorilla has. I don't know why the gorilla doesn't have this coloring. It would yeah. look way better. Like I don't. Yeah. But yeah. It uh, certainly different. Um, as he as he looks around, we've got uh, Tarantulas and Quick Strike on one side of him, and Inferno on another, who's got two guns now. I don't know where he got the second gun from. Um, but he, he lines up a shot and fires, and Optimus manages to duck and jump out of the way, and the two missiles that Inferno fired manage to, to hit uh, Quick Strike and Tarantulas and takes them out. Yeah, um, I think that counts as a death tally for those. They blowed up I would big. say so, yeah. Um, Quick Strike's first death! Yeah. Damn. <laughs> he's two episodes in, and already he's dead once. Um, we, we then get sort of a... a, a a standoff between Optimus and Inferno as they have this little uh, Western-esque uh, sort of getting ready to have a shootout sort of thing. Um, Optimus has a gun on the side of his leg, and Inferno's got like his two guns. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks, or one of those really funky flashlights that you would have yeah, seen yeah, with the big honk of battery or something. Um, you know what it looks like? It looks like... Uh... One of those Lego. Oh uh, yeah, that's things. right. Yeah, it looks the, like a little use for megaphone or uh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you stick like the uh, the colored little uh, circular thing onto the front of it. Yeah, if it's like a ray gun or something. Or yeah, it's supposed to represent a flashlight or whatever. 
Um, yeah, or you stick a like a long thin thing on the front of it, and then it's a a, a lance. Yeah. yeah, or like a harpoon gun or something. Um, but the, Inferno and Optimus sort of like twitch their fingers a bit, and then we get Megatron, who's watching both of them, and he's targeting Optimus. Um, as Inferno reaches for his gun, Optimus draws faster than him, manages to to shoot Inferno and take him out. Um, will we count that as a death too? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so so there's three deaths in like less than a minute. Um, and so just as so after he shoots Inferno, Megatron's like hello and goodbye, Transmetal Optimus. And so Optimus turns and he starts to shake. Almost like, oh my god, what am I going to do? And then just as Megatron's about to fire, we then get Silverbolt, who drops into his line of fire, transforms, and literally knees Megatron into the face and knocks him off the, the side of a cliff. I, I just want to say that I took Optimus' shaking more as like a, a rage thing, because his face yeah. is not like scared. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Megatron is falling down and we hear, Oh, and then Silverbolt's like, consider that my resignation from the Predacons. Um, Optimus is by his side and Silverbolt's like, I now know my place was always with the Maximals. And he asks if he can join. And Optimus makes a little comment of, well, I like your resume. And then <laughs> come back see. and Megatron's still falling and screaming. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the bit. I do like the bit of them keep cutting to Megatron falling. Yeah. Um, from here, we then cut back to uh, the Axelon, and Rhinox is just getting out of the CR chamber. Um, Optimus. He like uh, passes chest. Is like, oh, thank God that hole's gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Surprised it didn't fucking kill me. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a death for for uh, for Rhinox day for sure. I'd say. Even though he's, even though he's so. still moving, he's still yeah, he's just dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll give it um. to you. <laughs> you don't have to. I, no, I, yeah, I mean, you know, it's arbitrary. <laughs> we're not we're not scientific like, like let's place. I feel like yeah. I could suggest any death right now. Kendall would disagree to it because he's so tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm a different we're kind of tired there. than usual too. It's weird. Yeah. I'm, well, we're I'm stupid we're chamomile really good, tea. Good time. Goddamn chamomile. <laughs> you say that now. Chamomile! Chamomile! <laughs> but yeah. Um, so Optimus um, says, so this, this is what what explosion did to all of us. And um, he then asks how the new bodies handle Energon buildup. And Cheetor's like, I'm an issue right now. And Rhinox sort of alludes to something that we're we're gonna notice going forward. Hey, uh, Greg, um, can you just sector... say that last sentence again? Because you roboted out really bad. Oh, did I? Yeah. Okay. Um, he uh, Chiro said that there that it's not an issue anymore, and as we're gonna find out going forward, um, and as Rhinox says, that entire sector of the planet got the full force of the alien beam. Uh, so all the energon that was around them was either detonated or it was transformed to stable energon cubes. Um, and then they say that as for the rest of the planet, that they're going to have to wait for Tigatron's report. Um, Optimus says, in the meantime, I've got a lot of catching up to do people to meet things to do. And then he turns to rat trap and says specifically to have rat trap clear all of his junk out of my course. <laughs> 
And then we get Dinobot who says, opportunistic vermin. <laughs> He's really mad about this. Yeah. <laughs> Rattrap's like, oh, come on, give me a break, will you? The, the guy was dead. <laughs> <laughs> so for for our last scene, we've got um, Megatron. We, we got Dinobot back. punches him. Punches oh, yes, uh, that's right. Starts spinning, spinning on his chair. Yeah, starts yeah, spinning in his transition. chair. Okay, so we cut to the, the dark side. And from here, um, we've got Megatron and Tarantulas, who are both uh, sort of in disarray at how Megatron's computer now looks, because it's pretty much junk at this point. It's complete garbage. Um, Megatron is like, so... So Dinobot to- took the discs, and he destroyed my backup. But we are blessed with your complete recovery. And then we see Black Arachnia, who says, I exist only to serve you, Megatron. And he's like, yes, and my backup data tracks. And then Tarantulas is like, you're sure that nothing could be recovered from them? And she responds with, yes, nothing at all. And she sniffs those wires. Yeah, sniffs the wires of like a piece of the computer and it falls to the ground. She's like completely destroyed. Megatron's like, yes, well. And then he turns on his new roller skates. <laughs> so goofy. Skating around the console. And he says, Well, we enter a new phase of the Beast Wars then. And then he transforms and so now he's a skating T-Rex. Then he does a triple <laughs> axle. <laughs> I'm just gonna um, lose all of my intimidation right now. Yes. <laughs> um, he says future developments should be very interesting. Yes. <laughs> and he slowly backs away into the darkness, skating backwards, yep. <laughs> just as a T-Rex. It looks so silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, skating backwards is not as easy as it looks. <laughs> I'm sure it isn't. Jordan. We, we we established on a. Uh, WA that Jordan is an accomplished skater. Oh, I just I, I did just, not know this. I just I meant more of like I'm I'm average, and I probably <laughs> oversold it, and so now I'm worried if I. Bit, but so, but so I mean like you, you sort of reluctantly taken the role of audio entropy expert skater. Like well no I'm I've just meant that yeah I can skate and I enjoy it and I probably can do a little bit of like you know faster or tricks or something like that but that was like years ago so i don't know if i can do tricks anymore (laughs) well you can probably do more than me i'm from canada we're expected to know how to skate directly (laughs) from the womb so i can't skate at all i tried both skating and rollerblading and it was just like no (laughs) yeah it uh when i was younger i used to go skating every winter but i never played hockey or anything like on a team so Never really got the good training that you should get for skating. So, and I haven't skated in years, so I probably fall flat on my ass and wind up breaking my neck or something if I did. So, but yeah. But it's just—I think it's just very interesting that this scene is just like Megatron is like overtly just roller skating. Like, like it's not like like the other time that we saw the skates, it was like in conjunction with him having rockets. So, like you know, it was like a. It was just, he was just sort of using them to he was propelling himself and, and you know so he didn't have to fly or whatever. But this is just yeah this is just straight up he's just straight up roller skating like he's got like the form and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was the episode. 
Um, thoughts overall? Kendall, you said that you liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I actually, um, I liked the, uh, I've, I liked this, the Fusor two-parter, um, more than I expected to. Uh, it's, like, good writing and stuff. I'm, I'm still, like, a little bit bitter that they got rid of the, you know, that, uh, Pterosaur and Scorponok got killed, killed with no fanfare, and, uh, yeah. And the, I'm not totally sold on the transmetals, but like, which and the and the fusors designs, uh, but I I'm I like you know I liked I like Silverbolt's little character arc in these two episodes, and um, Quick Strike's a little dumb. I wish I liked him more. <laughs> but they're dumb in different ways because yeah, <laughs> Silverbolt he's he's a dumb character, but uh, yeah, Quick Strike is a dumb design i guess a little little it's like if you were gonna get rid of the if you were gonna get rid of the like random one note henchman to replace him with another random one note henchman it seems a little yeah something well, i mean the only reason is because is it's a new toy yeah that's literally the only reason that's that's the bad thing about these like shows that are toy commercials <laughs> they're, they're really good toy commercials but they're still yeah, the bottom line in terms of, of the of the money is at the toy commercials. You could have they could have like designed an interesting character, and I mean maybe he'll develop as a little more interesting. But it's just sort of a shame that that you got rid of two characters who are well. I mean, Pterosaur was actually like a fairly developed character, and then Scorponok was a pretty it was kind of one note. And uh, I mean, I understand that like uh, now that Inferno has stepped in, he's Scorponok was sort of sidelined. Um, and I mean, I guess if they're going to, if they're going to focus more on tarantulas, uh, manipulating and, and betraying and stuff, it's just sort of a shame. It's like other people have taken, have stepped into those roles. It's just a shame that it seems like, yeah, I don't know. Quick strike should have been better. Yeah. So I rather enjoyed this. I mean, you know, it just, it just seems like a good, I guess with this in the second, with the first part, it's kind of like a good introduction to at least the new setup to how I guess things are going to be for the second season. And yeah. And I think, I guess, I guess I could say that it's at least it's a, it's, it's a pretty okay transition. Like, you know, it, it explains why Optimus is what he's like now and, uh, why the teams are now, now different and stuff like that. And, and I don't know, like growing up, it was like, I always thought like, well, it's nice that they're doing that, you know, like instead of just like, New season. Here's new stuff. Just deal with it, kind of thing. Mm. Like they took the they took the time to at least like give an in in universe explanation of why why things were happening like it was. Well, it's good that they gave us the explanation at least. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I really really like. I mean, I really like the episode. It was good. Like good. Uh, it it has been a good like um saga. This this uh this ending of the last season and beginning of this season has all been. Really cool. I, I don't know what's th- what's in for us next time. If it's gonna like continue this um, kind of through line of the story, or if it's gonna go back to like episodic structure. Um, I think. But, I think. I want to say. I'm pretty sure it goes back to a bit more episodic. Yeah. For for a good chunk of this season, and then we're probably gonna. I think we're gonna see a few part, like a few part, sort of what we got. At the end of season one, beginning of this season, sort of carry over from season two into season three as well. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I it was a great, it was a cool episode. You know, like uh, I like Silverbolt. Uh, 
I'm excited to see more of him, and like I'm excited to see more of Black Arachne and Tarantulas' whole like feud, and like how she's gonna like deal with that. It's gonna be interesting. Um, I'm not a big fan of Transmetal Optimus right now, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, his face to me too is kind of just like ugly in like a yeah. not good way. Uh, but like I don't want to sound too negative because I did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it makes sense for them to go back to episodic because one funny thing I was going to mention in the beginning of the episode was that I actually watched this episode in like the living room of my PS4 rather than my PC, mm-hmm. and um, my mom was around. And she, I, I guess she was like going to watch it, and then like during the part of the episode where it gets to like Rhinox like going through the freaking space thing, I'm like mm-hmm. I got to look over her and be like, you probably have no idea what's going on, and she's like looking at her phone like <laughs> I think she's like reading or reading her like, or something. And I'm like <laughs> and I'm like, oh I, I guess she's like not watching. Like she's like, yeah I was I was going to but I'm like yeah it's probably really hard to follow and she's like yeah. So like if you're just getting if you're just coming in and this is your first Beast Wars episode, I can you be like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so I also will say about this episode and I don't know if this is more saying about me than versus the episode uh, but I usually watch the episode twi- the episode twice, um, mm-hmm. and I watched the episode twice this time. But the second time, I didn't pay any attention for the entire episode, so I don't know if it's a subtle. Also, you also I paid more attention the first time I watched it than I usually do. So I don't know. It just wasn't like it didn't it didn't hook me for the second viewing, and I didn't I didn't on the second viewing I didn't catch things that I missed. So it might have been. A more at least it was like a more straightforward episode than some of the previous ones. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Unless and I think that the that story was itself a bit more to the story too. Yeah, and the story was was a little was more um, be, probably because it's been a a multi parter. Uh, the story felt a little more less. De- it was a little less dense than a lot of episodes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the conclusion they had. You know, it was a bit of a. You know, a bit of a release on the story. Like, you don't have to make it as heavy in this episode necessarily. It has to be. It can be a bit more action driven. Not as much dialogue necessarily, and but you can still throw in some elements of like some lightheartedness with the comedy to sort of offset the action a bit. Um, and of course, I think that too, because we had so much action and so much fighting in this episode, that they had to sort of try and offset that a bit more with the comedy that we had for the dialogue in the episode also, because there weren't a lot of interactions that we didn't have either some sort of slapstick or some sort of sarcastic comment. Pretty much the only times that we didn't were, um, I want to say maybe Megatron, a couple of the instances where, you know, he's kind of upset with silver. Oh no. Did I lose you guys again? Oh, here. We're good. We're we're still good. We're still good. Okay. The recording's still good. <laughs> well, I I heard uh, Greg say I think he must have he must have trailed off and it just cut the it just cut off at, like half of a word because he said like oh, okay. Megatron when he's upset with Silver and then oh. he was silent. So okay, so you probably yeah, you, said Bolt and then period. Yeah, it was like Silver Bolt and then he you know sort of jokes with with Quick Strike a little bit. Um, but you know overall I thought it was a good ep- it was a good way to decompress from. The, the series of episodes I think that we had it was, it was good to sort of you know get a bit more action and a bit less thinking necessarily in the episode and then we had like the surprise at the end with Optimus coming back and whatnot so I thought it worked out pretty well there's the yeah, episode surprise um, I'm sure it wasn't yeah after anything 
Um, so we've got some questions, and we actually have quite a long uh, news post from our uh, our volunteer news correspondent, Lady K. Hirsch, on Twitter. Um, so how how about I address this first, I guess, and then we'll get to we'll pick off those questions really fast. Um, I think Jordan wanted me to try and do a, a Western could. accent for this. Okay. My uh, face. Lemon face. Mm. Uh, okay. How did they have these vermins? It's Casey, the roughest, toughest, Transformers, buffest news correspondent who ever crossed the Rio Grande. <laughs> I got some grade A Transformers news for y'all this week. I almost sound Cajun when I do that. You do. Yeah. That's good. Well, I, I mean, it. Cajun is Southern. Yeah. Um, You're Canadian. You okay. Can, uh, you, you can have. It's just like when a. It's just like saying a. You know, when an American talks in a British accent, you can. You're yeah. Canadian. You can talk in a generic Southern accent. It's okay. <laughs> you have my permission. You know what? I th- I think we're just going to do it for that paragraph. Otherwise, we're going to become a sound. I'm going to become a soundbite for the next little teaser. That we get on audio entropy, it'll be like Simon's Baptist minister. <laughs> um, but she she goes on to uh, she wanted to note that a new trailer for the um, the mobile Transformers game that just came out, uh, or rather is coming out, uh, Transformers Forge to Fight. Uh, there was a new trailer that just came out at PAX East this past weekend. Um, they as well announced the global release date, which is going to be next month in April. Uh, and the new trailer shows more Rhinox than the, the previous one. And she goes on to say, proving that he is... Okay, I'll, I'll do the voice one more time. Proving that he is the roughness, toughness, rootness, toothiness, or tootiness, Predacon, shootiness, maximal, north, south, east, or west of Icon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I'll make sure to, to uh, post the link that uh, that she provided on our Facebook group as well as on Twitter. Um, he's also been confirmed as the only Beast Wars character in the game's initial 20 roster of 25 characters. Um, since he's the only Transformer on the roster who isn't G1 or movie, uh, she's willing to bet that we'll probably see some more Beast Wars characters pop up sooner rather than later um, once they start rolling out some of the new fighters. Because it's a mobile game, of course, they're going to have new fighters come along. Um, not only that, but he managed to beat out G1 Megatron, so that's got to count for something. Um She's wanting to speculate that as far as Beast Wars uh, characters that are going to be in it next, she has some educated guesses. Um, Rhinox and all the G1 characters are based on their most recent or nearly most recent toy releases. Uh, So with the movie characters being based on toys for whichever movie incarnation they went with, um, that would mean that we're probably going to be getting Rat Trap and Waspinator at the top of the list since they got new toys at the same time as Rhinox. Um, as well, there's the new Optus Primal toy coming out soon. And with his victory in the Prime Pole, his inclusion is probably going to be obvious, and I have to agree with her on that. It's probably going to be a given, given this le- given the last poll. Um, there's also realized, a lot of Prime Pole, Primal? I think it was rigged. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, 
Apparently, also, Black Arachnia just got a recent Japan exclusive toys, but that's maybe a little less likely. Um, she goes on to say, she goes on to speculate um, with regards to Beast Machines uh, that Tankor did get a toy at the same time as Rhinox and company, uh, but she finds that the inclusion of Beast Machines characters who aren't Stryka or Obsidian would be highly unlikely. Uh, especially characters from other more beloved installment franchises or installments of the franchise, which I have to agree with. Um, She then goes on to say that she does have a question for us. um, And she wants to ask each of us, uh, what is our favorite fighting game? And if we could add a Transformers character to it, who would it be? So, well, Growing up, I used to like playing um, a lot of those old Capcom fighters, like Darkstalkers and mm-hmm. and Street Fighter Two, and and then I also like like I remember learning like learning all the ins and outs of Mortal Kombat and like how to do the moves and the fatalities and all that stuff up all the way up to three. Yeah, and then I remember button mashing all kinds of stuff for for like X Men versus. Uh, like Street Fighter and those those games. That was going to be my go-to. I but, loved X-Men versus Street Fighter. But and, at the moment, I'm kind of looking... F- well, I haven't played it in a while, but I want to get back to playing it at uh, Skullgirls. Oh, okay. Uh, because... and But I'm also kind of looking forward to them's fighting herds. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Marvel versus Capcom is definitely it for me. Um, and I would want to have Optimus in it. And I would love to have a team-up combo with... with Optimus and either Cyclops or Ryu, and just have Optimus shooting his gun and Cyclops shooting his eye cannon or his eye. Prime or Primal here? Probably Prime. Primal would be cool too, but I think Prime would fit a bit more with the Marvel side of it. So it'd be kind of cool because you'd have (laughs) like. He is a Marvel character. (laughs) Yeah. So it'd be kind of cool because you can have Cyclops sort of like take his pose and release his blast and they have Optimus sort of right behind him. And he's like a lot, he'd be like sort of the size of the Sentinel or maybe a bit bigger from the original X-Men fighting game and just have him like sort of standing there and in behind with his big, you know, plasma rifle, just shooting off rounds at it, at an enemy. That'd be pretty cool. So there actually yeah, was a favorite. beast wars fighting game. On- oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> And there was a transmet. Um, there was a transmetals fighting game. That's what it was. Yeah, but the, yeah. the, the other Beast Wars game was like a third-person shooter. But the transmetals. Oh one was yeah, fighter. that's right. Um, oh. I'm gonna have to. Oh, what did you say? What way, system did you I, say that was? I, what system was what? that for? PlayStation. PlayStation. For PlayStation. It might have been on. Cool. It might have been on N64 too. I'm not sure. Cool. I'll have to find that. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to say I forgot. I would probably like to see Dinobot or Silverbolt as characters because. Ooh, that'd be good too. Yeah, because like Silverbolt has those wing pin, like pinion missiles, feathers yeah. that would be a good for like a like you like you said like seeing like uh, doing a team up move or something like that. So oh, so like a quick cool. like a quick jump. You know how sometimes you can do a quick jump in with your character to throw in a hit to set up a combo. Yeah. So like him or Dinobot with his laser eyes mm. would be like a really good uh, team up move kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Okay, I'm gonna answer the question now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I've been playing a lot of Masters of Terrace Kazi, uh, <laughs> and I really like it, but I don't think I can call it my favorite uh, fighting game. Um, mm-hmm. 
that's the Star Wars fighting game. Uh, although I do think that uh, a Transformer type character would fit pretty well in into that uh, sort of gameplay mechanic because all the characters have move sets for with a weapon and move sets without a weapon. Yep. And so you could have uh, it would be very easy to incorporate move sets in beast mode and move sets in uh, in the robot form. Uh, but my favorite fighting game is the best fighting game of all time, objectively speaking. Uh, and that is going to be um, Super Smash Brothers. Uh, uh, say that. I one. knew he was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, Super, and specifically, specifically uh, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Um, you know, objectively better. Ob- I, you know, I think it's I think it's pretty pretty universally uh, better than better than uh, any of the, especially like the worst version. You know, Melee. Um, that's me like that's me like trolling. I I don't know if you guys got that. Um, I got it. But uh, but I think that I think that Megatron would would work uh, really well in it. Although you know what just occurred to me, you'd have to have in in the Wii U version of, of it. Nobody has multiple forms, mm-hmm. so it would just be it would have they would have to come out as a or they could just or they could just say fuck it. Actually, you do have multiple forms, and then have Megatron uh, original Megatron original beast me- purple dinosaur Megatron. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, he's I think he's probably my favorite design of the original cast. I'm realizing I'm realizing that now, um, and I think yeah, I think he w- he would he would. Sort of lend himself well to a fighting game because he'd kind of be uh, like a heavy character, um, you know. Maybe maybe lighten up a little bit when he goes into his beast mode. Um, mm-hmm. Or although although he could, or maybe he just, or maybe he maybe uh, maybe it's more like a um, uh, what's the uh, Aegislash in Pokemon? Like like when he's in beast mode, he's super defensive, but then when he goes into robot form, he's more he packs out more damage, but he can take more damage because usually. Mm-hmm. Because, like, those times that he just shrugs off the blast, he was usually in beast mode. Yeah, that's true. Gatron? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. But, yeah, yeah, definitely definitely Super Smash Brothers. I mean, that's... You know, something that I just realized? With Megatron now in his transmetal form with his roller skates, he no longer has the high heels on his on his feet. No. No. He traded um, in his heels for skates. Um, It's kind of funny that you mentioned Smash Brothers, because there was... Like there's like a uh, like a, a game that's like exclusive to Japan as a Smash Brothers like game, and I'm not sure what it's called, but I know Gangrams played it once. Where Optimus Prime is one of the characters you can pick in it. Oh, does but it have like He Man and stuff in it too? Because there was a it's game. It's got some really random characters. It's got some really. It's it's a Japanese game. Like I said, it's only Japan, so I don't know who's. Okay. Yeah, Optimus Prime is one of the characters in it. I hope I it was know. for Nintendo 64 because my Nintendo 64 plays Japanese games. It was not. It was on PS2. They drilled a hole in it. Um, <laughs> I think PS2 might not be region locked though. If you had one, um, I, have, I have a PS2. For me, also. my favorite my favorite fighting game series is Street Fighter. I love Street Fighter. Like, I've loved Street Fighter since I was a little kid. I remember watching the Street Fighter animated movie repeatedly. Um, not the live action one, although we did watch that one too. The animated one was like legit good, in my opinion. Um, but I couldn't really imagine Transformers being in that. Like maybe. Optimus Primal, I could see him being a character in it because he's like not that much bigger than a person. I could see him being just as big as like Balrog or or Zangief. Yeah. Um, so he could probably be in it, but uh, I think honestly like, the best picks for like would be a crossover game like Marvel vs. Capcom 
yeah. or uh, Smash Brothers would be the better games for that. But Street Fighter is my favorite series. Street Fighter oh. Alpha Three was my favorite Street Fighter game. I'm yeah, not I sure think it still would be. Yeah, I think that's that's also why I think it would be good for Smash Brothers because, like, yeah, because Smash Brothers specifically, if you, especially if you're saying it, one character from <laughs> from it, because because they have. They they specialize in having one character from every game and then seventy five fire em- fire emblem characters. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So, um, Lady K wanted to also make mention, um, and she's referencing back to our episode last week uh, that she do ha- that she does want to bring up some stuff with a story that Emily told uh, that mm-hmm. while Starscream did get a new body from Unicron in season three oh. of G one, he was almost immediately blown up and sent hurtling into space. His ghost was also <laughs> featured in further fiction about this before Beast Wars. So trying to cry foul about his ghost appearing in Beast Wars as any sort of continuity error sounds like some, and I quote, fake geek boy bullshit to her. <laughs> I love you, Lady Cares. You're the best. Uh, and, she then, yeah, she and then, then goes, and, and, and in your face, Cabby. Yeah. Um, she Who probably goes, doesn't listen to this. Seth. Well, yeah, because oh, yeah. Emily wouldn't tell him about it because she was afraid that he crashed his car. <laughs> She um, she then goes on to say, uh, also much like, like claiming that society story. Yeah. Um. She says, much like claiming that HMs are good, claiming that adding cool world-building lore and terminology is bad is objectively wrong. (laughs) So, and she she goes on to say, in conclusion, if this were a rewatch of Beast Wars Neo, she could then throw in yet another Yosemite Sam joke or talk about Stampy being a long-eared galoot. And then she supplies a link, which I am going to... He is a... uh, Bunny Beast Wars yeah. Transformer. It's a Bunny Beast Wars Transformer. I love it. We need to, we need to buy this for Mike. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll have to try and track Good this idea. down for Mike. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and she says, adios till next week, you flea environments. So, <laughs> Bye. Yeah. So that was, that was, that was our, our latest news from Lady K. Hirsch. So thank you very much for that. Um, I also shared a footage of the Transformers of Beast Wars game. Yes. If you just want to see that, uh, uh, listeners can't. You can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Ryan Butson uh, at uh, Curivi, I think is how you say his his uh, Twitter handle. Uh, he's, he's posted as something to do, yes. and then as to. Uh, but he he gave us a question on on Twitter and and Facebook, mm-hmm. um, and he wanted to know that since they are on Earth. How creepy would it be to have a beast form be a human? Would that be the most dangerous pred? It would be the most dangerous game of all. Man! Uh, you know, it would be kind of a... this. Uh, it would be creepy, considering what kind of humans would be around at this point. Yeah, very much so. Also, like, I feel like, uh, like, really like a robot head, and then like the yeah. human yeah. head is on their chest. That's yeah. Yeah, oh... That would be a very odd transformation sequence. Oh, yeah, or if the human head was their hand. Or the human head splits in half and it's and it's each hand. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it just would be body horror. 
Yeah, yeah pretty much. It would absolutely be that. Yeah. I think we should move on to the next question. Yeah. Um, and on the Facebook, he he asked, if they brought back Beast Wars as a cartoon now, would you be interested in checking it out? Oh, God, I, yes. Of course. Yeah. Yes. And I do believe that um, Kendall answered that right away for us. Yeah. But, yeah. Kendall. <laughs> um, we also had a couple of other uh, Twitter questions. One from the Moon Rolls, uh, Eric, who's been on before and and is on the Inside the Master Studio. Friend Studios of the show, host. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show, Eric, and host of Inside the Master Studio. Yep. Uh, if Megatron was a GM, what game slash setting would he run? Oof. Paranoia. Mm-hmm. I always think D and D immediately, and I was thinking uh, Dark Sun. It's mm. pretty grim, and uh, or like I could see him running a, a Shadowrun game. That'd be cool. Yeah, maybe Shadowrun wouldn't be too bad either. Yeah, he he would be a really hard DM. He'd be like, oh, well, he'd, I mean, like, he'd be out to kill you. He, he would yeah. have like the most hardest encounters and be like. Well, as a breaks kind of thing, like you wouldn't ever flub in the favor of the of the, the players or anything like that. Yeah, he would. Every... He would have this feeling of superiority for being the DM. He would never be a player. No, he would always be the DM. <laughs> Anytime you like flip a switch or open the door, he's rolling dice for something. I feel like he'd be he'd be, he'd be rules lawyery, but also railroady. Yeah, he'd be rules lawyery unless it was against what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then he'd be like. Like, like one of the other players would like would like pterosaur or like I guess he's gone as a quick str- uh, like someone like that would like bring it up and he would just smack them across the face. Like, <laughs> like it's not how the rules work, make it ah! <laughs> I'm the DM <laughs> Yes. So you fall into the vat of acid and lose two no twenty D twelve hit points. <laughs> <laughs> And then he'd be like, loser. <laughs> I didn't even get a reflex save. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then um, Gwyn 100 years later or at Dok- Doku no Koi. I should, I've said this like three times and every time I always stumble when I first try. <laughs> um, asks, are quintessence fusors or transmetals? And let me get a picture for what a quintessence is for Kendall because... I don't think he's seen one before. No, because it's it's pretty exclusively a G one or the old Transformers movie. Yeah, I think Quintessence might be in Transformers Cybertron. Was it one of the animes? Um, like- maybe. Oh, it. Um, they're in one of the um, the CGI Unicorn trilogies. That's what I mean. Transformers oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Because there was Transformers Energon and then Cybertron and Armada was before that. It's kind of like, yeah. 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 There's the Quintesson from the movie. Yep. And that's I what I was think, thinking. Yeah, those guys are from are in that anime. Yeah. Yeah. In general, they're that's I think that's like in the wiki they they actually mentioned like a few, quite a few and stuff like that. But yeah. that's usually the general one that I think most people kind of remember. You know what? I want to say it's a Fusor, and going back to the question that we had about a Transformer that would have been using, like, a man as a beast template, I think this would have been, like, a Fusor that was fused with, like, three or four different people. Or maybe it's a transmetal of the Angel, the original Angel Cherub thing, which is one, which is the one with the four faces. Oh, yeah, that could be, too. Yeah, that could work, too. 
It's really mm, creepy seraphim. anyway. Yes, that's what it was. Kendall, what do you think? I he looks like he's an alien, like from the <laughs> from Alien. I'm looking at a different picture than the one that you linked because the last time I clicked on a thing that was a link, it was that thing that Emily did, and it brought up a commercial. Oh, oh I thought it, I thought it posted the picture in the. What you mean uh, like the YouTube video? I yeah, I did? yeah, yeah. I brought up a commercial and it, it showed up on the recording, so now I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna edit oh. it out. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, Sorry. That's no. okay. Jordan's just, Jordan's just putting like a. Uh, yeah, I can kind of see the picture, but I'm afraid to click on it. So I Googled it in my own <laughs> Google. And it looks like, yeah, it looks like an alien robot with uh, like tree arms. Um, yeah, it's a little weird. I don't, I don't think it's a transformer. <laughs> I think I think it's it's a bizarre and ancient race whose dark history and shadowy machinations are bound up with the history of Transformers with connections to both Primus and Unicron. That's what Did you just read the wiki? I just read the <laughs> that was, first Google that was result. Down. <laughs> oh my. Kendall secretly knows everything about G1. <laughs> yeah. oh, He's been man. holding out on us this entire time. Mm-hmm. It's like when I was on oh. Let's Place and I was talking about how I didn't know anything about video games, and then like we just happened to be like <laughs> talking about like the like couple of things that I know. I remember that. And everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like Kendall, what the hell? But I didn't know Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, much to Molly's chagrin. <laughs> all right, I think that was all the questions this week, wasn't it, Jordan? Uh, not counting Kendall's. Oh, yes. I forgot Kendall's question. Kendall asked the question again. And he posted oh, on Facebook. Yeah. Even though he's on the show. <laughs> well, this well, I wouldn't have remembered well, Ryan, to ask it if I was on the show. Um, Ryan did reply if, if, if you'd like, like to hear what he said. Sure. So, uh, Kendall asked, what are the minimum requirements for a Beast Wars movie? What would be terrible but, but forgivable? What would be deal a deal breaker? And Ryan replied, says that I think my only deal breakers would be if we didn't have Rhinox, Rattrap, and Dinobot as major characters. Mm-hmm. And then they mentioned that the other deal breaker would be seen directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would kill it for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh I think yeah, it just really depends on the team, honestly. I mean as long I okay. want it to be like like this show, I mean, that's, yeah, I just want this show, but like a movie. Like, I mean, I wouldn't want them to bring it into modern times or anything. I think so Beast Wars so works way in, better in, in like in like the non like no humans, and it would just be an animated movie, just higher yeah. budget. So, so yeah. yeah, that's the ideal. But I'm asking for what's the bare minimum? Like, if they brought it into modern day, if it was a bunch of new characters who weren't very good, uh, if if Optimus Primal was in it but had a high pitched voice, if oh, it was God. yeah, if it was directed by Michael Bay, starring uh, Robert Pattinson and no. uh, 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 I mean, bare minimum is existing. I'm gonna probably watch it regardless just to see how bad it is. If it ends up being really bad, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm gonna enjoy it or not, that's a completely mm. different story. Okay. Um, okay. What I would. What was the other part of the question? Just sort of what what specifically would what specifically would be a deal breaker, and what would you not want to see, but you would still like be willing to swallow it. Gotcha. I would love to see a Transformer movie for a change that didn't have a 
human or group of humans as the main characters. If you're going to make a Transformers movie, or in this particular case, a Beast Wars movie, make it about the freaking Transformers that are I think especially to. Beast Wars, though. Yeah. I mean, like, there isn't any humans in Beast Wars. Like, exactly. <laughs> there was humans in G1, so I can kind of see, yeah. like, how they, like, like you know. Y- but would you, you don't... would you, stu- could you stomach a Beast Wars movie starring Shia LaBeouf? No. Okay, if it, so if Shia LaBeouf breaker. was in it, I would... I would boycott the movie. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel that the the character, like the franchise itself, is so self-contained and so embedded. I want to say in the culture, for better or worse, between the movies and the cartoons and the toys and everything else, you don't need a a, a character that's human to make the audience relate to it. If you write a good enough story with the characters, you don't need to throw a human being into it. You can make the characters compelling just having the characters being good. So that that's what I would... If there was going to be a bare minimum for me, it's make the characters good, don't have humans in it. And you, you would probably have one of the more popular movies that would have ever been made in a Transformers franchise. Which is probably why, for the most part... The animated film is considered one of the better ones, even to this day. Even though it does have some humans in it, it's primarily so not important at yeah, all. It's Thank primarily you. driven by the Transformers and not the human characters. Um, like what? 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 Beast Wars? If it did have humans in it, which Beast Wars character would be the would be like the the blah, the partner to the human? Like you know, Bumblebee's always to, like. Yeah, I think he'd sort. Of, I think it would have to be Cheetor, wouldn't it? But imagine that, okay? Imagine a yeah. guy walking around with a cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> it just wouldn't, it doesn't make any sense, He's right? A zookeeper. Like, well, it makes about as much sense as a giant rat. <laughs> no, I know. None of them make any sense. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Like, I can't like think of anything. Like, I'll say make a new character who's a dog. That's literally the only one that would yeah. work. Yeah, like, and, so. and, and like, again, Rat Trap would not work. <laughs> if Rat Trap, was, if rat trap was the actual size of a rat, <laughs> wow, he'd be yeah, really good at. Shifting, that's for sure. So, oh man, actually, that would be interesting because, well, I mean, in the Michael Bay movies, they have the the CD player and the radio control car and that's stuff. True so, too. so you could, if you did have, so if you did have, yeah, like Rat Trap as the actual size of a rat, and then then I think Rat Trap mm. would be the companion one because he'd just be this kid's rat, and then like he'd like, and the kid'd be like, "Whoa, you're so cool," and he's like. He's like, yeah, but you got to watch out for the Predacons. Like, well, if they're like you, uh, they're not that dangerous. And then a fucking like T Rex breaks through his room. <laughs> I do think I do think uh, uh, having a a parent because I've been watching Prime and like there's three kids in that and each of them kind of has a pairing with a particular character. If you had yeah. Dinobot like reluctantly paired with an over eager human character i think that could have they could have an interesting dynamic i'd rather just have it be the show but if they're gonna do it sure i mean like i'm I, i'm open to almost anything as long as if it ends up being a good story then great mm-hmm. so far that's not been the case in the movies. <laughs> no definitely not unfortunately but i think i mean for me i think i would take uh, that actually that idea of the idea of having Beast Wars characters that are the actual size of the animals and actually kind of going around, that seems really, that actually seems really compelling to me. I mean, you'd have to figure out a way to justify dinosaurs. 
Because I think I, you'd have I to was have... just thinking they would be museum animatronics, and then the busting through would be at a like at a uh, at a like school field trip. Yeah, like there'd be a scene where he's like walking past the T Rex statue, and then it turns to look at him as he like goes by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be pretty freaky. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, so I think I think for me, I've, as I think about it, the only thing that would that would ruin it for me is if there weren't dinosaurs. Yeah. I think I think that's that's the one like the one condition. I think it would be especially especially if you were going to do the life size the things are the actual size that they are and having oh oh and if you have like a swarm of waspinators, let's call them like the waspinators. Hmm. Oh man. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool that could too. Be, yeah. Oh man, that nano machines. Yeah. So... <laughs> Ooh, is it got like fleas? <laughs> oh yeah. He's like that one B villain in the Flash slash Arrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so that was our okay. last question. Anywho. So anybody got anything they wanted to plug this week? Um, as always, uh is my art uh blog. Um and uh, at this is Emeralds and and uh, this is Emerald for Twitter and Instagram, respectively. And um, I also guested on uh, Inside the Master Studio, which I think is going to upload Monday, if, uh, if that's correct. I think Eric told me that. So it would have already been up by the time this is up. Mm-hmm. And um, actually I can just check right now because it is Monday as we record. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then also like in the, in the, in the future of this month, you're going to catch Jordan and me on uh, New Attitude. <laughs> For an episode. Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, we're invading all of the shows. <laughs> I know that you, there's. I was gonna say I know there's still uh, all along the Watchtower like uh, bonus episode that still has to come out, which is funny because in the latest episode of the of the actual show they mentioned it, but it didn't. But it didn't <laughs> come out by that time. So maybe they're maybe they're keeping it in the can for when uh like for when they miss a week or something well i i didn't mention how uh i had i had i had problems with the beginning and we had and so i had to start like recording after the fact and they probably had to do some stuff with that so maybe that's just causing a little uh extra work yeah which i still feel sorry about and i hope i've bought that before uh but i'd also probably want to remember to plug uh they see me rolling and jesse cooper's podcast which apparently uh the last because i'm a little bit behind but apparently the last random sampling they did they talked about like uh number stations and like coding and stuff like that and so they did like a little uh, uh like a little nine minute numbers station uh like communication of their own and they're like doing a little puzzle thing that if you can decode and send uh, it's like send them some info. You can win like a little, I guess, like a little sticker or something. I forget what the exactly the prize is, but oh, neat! Yeah, so there's there's something neat that they're doing. Cool. Well, we shall keep an eye out for that. Yep. Okay, I got stuff to plug. Um, <laughs> I'm at K oh, Holman. Real quick, I am not on this this Monday's episode of uh. Those will be soon, I share, I'm sure, but not quite yet. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, I'm at K Hallman on Twitter, uh, K Hallman on YouTube. Uh, I'm working on, I'm, my videos are coming out a little bit slower than they had been because I'm doing a little more with them, taking a little longer to edit. And then uh, 
but uh, they're still there. They're still coming mm-hmm. out. Um, and uh, I put up the first episode of the Pull List podcast, which is going to be my monthly comic book podcast on the Kendallcast iTunes feed, which also has the Katarn collection, and uh, probably will have other random things from time to time. Uh, and I was on an episode of All Along the Watchtower uh, where we talked about the episode The Last Laugh, and I think... I don't know if that's coming out this week or if it's coming... I think it's coming out this week. I think that's how they... I don't think they have a, a buffer, so... Um, <laughs> So it should be. Hey, which which, be which episode is it? Uh, the last laugh, the Batman, uh, the animated series. Oh, I think it's the the one after the next because I unless they had to do something because the la- after the the last episode that they were gonna said they were gonna do a static shock next. Oh, okay. so, oh that's right. So yeah. unless unless they had to move. No, 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 no. no, no I'm sure that they. I'm sure that they did not because they specifically were like waiting to do a Batman the animated series episode for me to come on. So it's probably okay. going to be next week. So you gotta wait two and a half days after this, <laughs> uh, but it'll be worth it. Um, it was yeah. a fun. It was a fun little recording. Um, I cool. I was a, I, they they treated me like a professional podcaster. Oh, wow. <laughs> wait! On that cost, right? Yeah. I was I'm, gonna say I thought we. I know. Yeah. I mean, we are professionals on this podcast. Totally. We're the we're the professionals. That's uh, you know they were like. They were like, oh, well, we're not so sure because our regular host isn't here. And I said, don't worry. I'm a professional. I'll roll with it. And they're like, oh, well, good. Good. At least we got one. Hmm. <laughs> I also oh. use I also used my professional status to strong arm people about my opinion on uh, uh, pineapple on pizza. So <laughs> I just, why is that such a thing now? Why is that like a meme and everything? Um, You just asked. The, there's there's. I know there's, there's no answer really to no that. There's no that. answer to, to why just, something is a meme. It's just uh because it's because it's because it's fun to argue about things that don't matter. Yeah, I guess so. Because so many things do matter. <laughs> and I don't want to think about them. <laughs> uh, um let's see, what am I gonna plug? Um Molly just created the audio entropy Facebook group. Uh so if you go to Facebook.com slash groups, um Still showing up. Yeah, it's still the really big line of numbers. Um, So for anybody who likes typing out numbers, it's 271165073322680. You might have to slow that down because I'm not repeating it again. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, So yeah, there's that. Um, Of course, we're still on Facebook also with our little group. Uh, so if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash War and Beast Podcast, you can join us on there. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at War and Beast. Uh, and if you want to email us, you can email us. Uh, the email address is warandbeastpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to just go to the website, audioentropy.com. You got us there. You got a bunch of our friends shows there. Uh, the aforementioned Teenagers with Attitude all on the Watchtower. Uh, there's also Digimon Digital Moncast. There's Transmission Radio. Uh, there's Cosmic Call, which is getting really popular. Of course, uh, we've got Inside the Master Studio. Like I, I could go on and on and on. I think we've got like 13 shows. Yeah, now. there's there's 13 because I was going to make a joke yeah. that I, that all along the Watchtower was in my top 15 audio entropy podcasts, <laughs> um, but I was I was unable to because it just didn't come up. Yeah. Um. 
Also, uh, everyone's keep an eye out if you are on our Twitter, or if you do join Twitter, you can keep an eye out for us because every once in a while we like to stream the first Mass Effect game for Kendall. Um, so, and we have dubbed it "All Aboard the Normandy." Uh, we've done. <laughs> we've done uh, two sessions so far. We normally um, uh, we normally live Twitch live stream on Twitch because uh, if you go to twitch.com slash audio entropy uh, right, or is it video entropy? It's, it's video, video entropy. entropy on yeah, Twitch. Yeah, video entropy on Twitch. On YouTube, it's audio entropy. Um, but we do uh, stream it on Twitch every once in a while when we do it. Normally, we try and tweet it out like a few hours before we're going to do it. Um, the last one, I think, wasn't quite as much time that we gave, but we still had a few folks that popped on um but yeah it, it was okay though because we screwed up the audio um but yeah if you keep an eye out there normally we try and you know we're probably going to try and do one i want to say like in a few weeks or so maybe even a little less uh but we'll try and announce it a bit more ahead of time so you know we're you know um a lot of the audio entropy crew likes to do like the jack jackbox games. Uh, Michael hosts that, and we'll all get together and play, and we'll have a bunch of guests play with us too. So that's pretty fun. And sometimes too. they'll just randomly put things up, like them drunkenly playing uh, Ticket to Ride. Yes, that's true too. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. It's been another week, another episode in the can. Uh, so for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. I'm Kendall. Oh, and don't forget Stagecoach. It's another Western movie for you, Kendall. <laughs> okay. Oh, is, Dy- is Dynamite Warrior uh, a uh, Western, or is that more of uh, just a Thai movie with with dressed up as cowboys? I think they're just dressed up as cowboys, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's a week, folks. Let's roll. Play that. Play that fire hose. I don't know the one. <laughs> <laughs>